Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's New World Kirtan podcast. It's Tuesday, August 26, 2014. I'm Kitsy Stern, and our show is produced as an act of love and service to the worldwide Kirtan community. It's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. About 15 years ago, I was doing yoga to a CD by Shiva Ray called Yoga Sanctuary, and I heard a voice on the soundtrack singing words that were unfamiliar to me. The voice was so pure and compelling that I had to pause to find out who was singing and what was being sung. The singer was Deva Pramal, and she was chanting the Gayatri mantra from her CD, The Essence. I've never forgotten that moment. It was my introduction to Sanskrit chant, and Deva Pramal has been a musical idol ever since. So, you can understand my delight in setting my alarm early one morning several weeks ago so I could get up to talk with Deva and Miten. They were in Corfu to hold a few workshops and have a vacation before they start their tour of North and South America. It kicks off this weekend at Omega Ecstatic Chant. The band that they've put together for the tour sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear it at Bhaktifest. Our conversation that sunny morning was beautiful and heartfelt. It went deep, and we covered a lot of topics. If you enjoy the music that we featured, as a bonus, White Swan Records is offering a free download of a chant featured in the interview. It's Ananda, Miten's favorite from their new CD, Mantras for Life. You can find the link to download the song at the New World Kirtan website. Speaking of Bhaktifest, it's coming up fast and we're going to record a lot of music. Jesse will be on the late shift to catch MC Yogi and other late night goodies. Check out the schedule at Bhaktifest's website. And if there's an artist you'd like to hear, please let us know. You can come for the day for only $108, and the lineup has some surprises, so go check it out at their website. Next week's show, we'll have a sampler of some of the artists who will be playing. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Deva and Miten as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you, my friends. Until next week, namaste. So today, I am so pleased to welcome Deva, Pramal, and Miten. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's such a delight to talk to you both. Mm-hmm. Namaste, Kitsi. <laughs> Namaste. So you are in Crete. Um, what is it like in Crete right now? Corfu. Oh, Corfu. Corfu is amazing. It's a, it's one. Of, it's a beautiful green island, and we have uh, uh, a beautiful house we rented, and we we have a view of the ocean and the beautiful valley, and we have some programs, uh, which are attended by. A, many people we have many people from all over Europe and America coming to the programs and um, it's our time to uh, empty the suitcases you know and yes. uh, hang, hang the clothes up because we we stay here now for seven or eight weeks before we come to the US oh that must be a very nice break for you because you travel so much <laughs> Well, you know, our breaks are every time we play and sing together. That's how we replenish our energy. You know, that is just so obvious. My husband, it, Bhakti Yoga is not his path, but there are certain people that he loves to come see. And you're one of, you're, you're one of them. And it's because he loves the way you are together. You are so beautifully relaxed on stage and you invite the audience in to the beauty of your relationship and when we talk about it afterwards we both feel that you know we can feel that commitment that you have to the practice and also the commitment you have to each other and it just 
emanates and it includes us and it's so beautiful <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> i mean for us we you know we, we are just the way we are you know that's yeah what you see is kind of what you get <laughs> <laughs> what she means is mm. what by that by what you mean by that is that we just got lucky you know we never had to work at this connection we have with each other we've never had to uh, take space from each other or or it's a very in some ways we look at each other and say are we weird you know because uh, <laughs> we've been like uh, 23 years now 24 7 almost and uh, uh, it, it's uh, it's very very it's the deepest connection either of us have had with another human being and uh, at the same time it's very free and very respectful of each other's spiritual journey you know for us it's it's t our tantric practice you know when we when we play music it really is the same energy as making love it's a tantric connection that the two of us have that we share through our voices and through through the people who who come to sing with us could you uh tell me what drew you both to osho i mean it's very individual because i was 11 years old when i when i met osho for the first time or when i heard of him or when i actually was introduced to his, the, the world of his, the community around him, his meditations and just the way of life. And I think the, the, the thing that drew me most as an 11 year old were actually just the, the community because I remember going to this Osho center with my father actually for the first time in 81 and immediately saying, oh, I want to be a disciple, you know, and I didn't know nothing about it, but I just <laughs> immediately, I just felt that. And then I participated in the Osho meditations, which are great for anybody, but they also really work for an 11-year-old because they, they use the body to come to a silent space, you know, so through dancing and shaking and catharsis and breathing, you... you you know, you go through these different phases and then you naturally, effortlessly reach a silent space. So they, I just love doing these meditations and I did them a lot on my own and regularly. And, and uh, then the next step was, was I ready to be so weird in the eyes of the world that I would walk around with red clothes and, and Mala with his picture around my neck. And uh, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a step, but I I went for it and I did it and uh, I it was just totally it was you know eleven sounds young but I did from the inside I felt like totally not young actually <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to say something yeah. I have to say something here Kitsi when Dave and I first hugged each other which was in the ashram in India. Um, although she was 20 years old at the time, and uh, I was 42. And I hugged this young woman, we, we, we had a hug because we were just about to, uh, I was just about to receive a, a shiatsu session from her, and we kind of knew each other, but not very well. And uh, so I turned up for the session, and we had this hug, and as I held her, I realized she was way older than me, she felt like she she was so settled in herself somehow, and uh, and almost like I was I was meeting an old soul. Huh. Interesting. But, yeah, it just felt she was so relaxed or so 
at ease with herself and uh, and uh, that that uh, you could sense that the so hugs were very they're very important in the ashram because we we uh, were going through an, in, a very intense time lots of uh, you know we were inquiring we were looking we were adventurous we were um, entering into a mysterious world where uh, the most the the most important quality was a freedom to explore that world you know and uh, um, uh, the world of 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 finding of, of discovery of self-discovery yeah of self-discovery so so it was an incredible time and so we're very sensitive and I, I felt they were there very strongly there is a deep Deep old soul. Now she is old. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're all getting there, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Mitan, what what drew you to Osho? How did you find yourself there? I was I was desperate man, and uh, I'd 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 driven, or I'd walked along that rock and roll world as far as I could go, you know, and. Uh, I was hanging on by my teeth in a way. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. But my personal life suddenly erupted. And I found myself living alone without my son and my wife. And uh, that combined with my uh, gradual decline in creativity around music, it just, it just opened me up to something. I didn't know what. I just knew that there was something more than I was living and what I'd lived. And I think when you're in that kind of space, something happens, you know. And uh, I think it's uh, pretty, pretty normal for all, all people. For me, it was, it was just at the right thing at the right time. Somebody gave me a book of uh, Osho's Spontaneous Discourses on uh, Zen, on Zen parables. And I read this book and uh, it just blew my mind. It was so perfectly uh, beautiful and intuitive and strong and insightful and uh, uh, inspirational. So I just, that was it. I, I uh, eventually, when I came to him, he gave me the name uh, Prabhu Miten, which means friend of God, and I'd left, by this time I'd left uh, the rock business, my manager, the agent, the, the record company, the publishers, I just disappeared, and uh, and uh, he didn't know all that, but to give, to give me that name, friend of God, was so beautiful, because it, it just, uh, it was, a, a, that's the thing with a spiritual name, if you if you nurture the name, you find that they're great teachings in themselves. And uh, for me to be a, a friend of God means that I can befriend myself, you know. Oh. You know, so, so that's where I'm at with it. And that was Osho's gift. And he was a rascal and a rebel and he liked the edge. He didn't care so much about safety nets. He wanted us... All he he was only trying to do good for all of humanity. He just loved us, and he just wanted to wake us all up, you know, and so that we could live in peace and harmony and and uh, and uh, connection and you know that's that's what he wanted. And he he 
he was out there doing his thing as best he could to to help everyone to uh, to to reach their own potential, you know. So I liked all that. I was when I read that book, I'm like, this is for me. And uh, uh, I stopped playing music. That was the last thing I wanted to do at that point. The, the ashram, anyway, and the community was full of music, great music. So for me, it was. Um, it was like uh, I don't know. It was it was just the most amazing reality I, I could have imagined, and and uh, so I dived into it, and and uh, eventually healed, uh, learned how to meditate, learned forgiveness, and learned compassion, and uh, and I started to not only learn about it. I started because it was so intense to experience those qualities. That was the thing. You can only experience those if you're taken to the edge of, of your personality and that's what looked so weird and crazy on the outside uh, you know when people looked in at the Rajneesh ashram but in in the middle of it we were in we were in this uh, very intense tantric um, uh, exploration and and uh, it, it opened many 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 doors for me so so I'm forever grateful to Osho the quotes that I have heard you say from Osho led me to investigate, you know, his teachings a little bit more. And what a privilege to be able to be in the presence of someone like that, oh you know, on, on this earth. Yeah. Uh, incredible. It was totally, it was totally amazing. And to meet your beloved there, you know, that's what yeah. happened with favor and me. And then... By that time, the music had come back to me. I was healed. I, I started to play again, and as soon as I started to play, it was from a totally new, new dimension. It was without any self-consciousness, without trying. It was absolutely not in any way attached to ambition. No, no way, nowhere. So, so it became. It was a pure. It became pure. It, it didn't have to be, uh, you know, Herbie Hancock or. Or, or, or even, you know, Neil Young or Bob Dylan, if they were songs. It just had to be who I am and what I'm, what I'm experiencing. That's all. And I didn't need to look beyond that. And the people, of course, in the ashram all related to the same thing. So, but I never looked on, on, on this music as a way of, uh, of you know, a, a career move or anything. It just... It just happened when we left India and we came back into Europe, we started to go around and play and it just grew and grew and grew until, until we're talking to you now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting. Um, establishing a daily practice, though, can be a bit of a challenge. And I have to tell you that your first CD, the 21-Day Mantra Meditation, that has been so helpful for me personally in, in establishing 
a daily practice. It's whenever I get a little bit off track, if I can start back with that and play it every day. And I learned so much about mantra from that CD. Um, it's been a really a pivotal tool for me in my practice. And I, I'm glad I have the opportunity to thank you both for it so much. And your latest CD, uh, The Mantras for Life, that is such a beautifully transparent, <laughs> so I mean, you can, all the voices and instruments are so exposed and beautiful. I, I just, um, tell me about it. Tell me what, how, what was the motivation behind making it? You know, it feel, it, I think it's a little bit like becoming pregnant, you know, some, some kids uh, are planned and some aren't, uh -huh. <laughs> but you're constantly making love. <laughs> so it's a little bit our life. <laughs> it looks like suddenly there was a more or less unplanned baby on its way, which was that CD, because we weren't really, I think we weren't really totally planning it. But then um, we, we always enjoyed making and offering those mantra practice CDs, which is mantras for precarious times and Tibetan mantras for turbulent times. And I felt there was another one on its way. You know, there were more beautiful mantras, also very specific mantras that hadn't been recorded yet and maybe not even so known yet. Like, for example, Pashupati for the animals or Om Kumara for the children or, you know, Niyamaya for the laws of nature, you know, which is more needed than ever in this crazy, you know, earth situation or planetary situation. So... That, that was the first thing. Let's, let's look at these very specific mantras and how do we, how do we uh, give them the best, the honor, how do we honor them the most? How do we do everything that we can so that they can reach whoever they need to reach? And first we started very simple, you know, just our two voices and a tambura or something. But then it just grew from there you know suddenly oh there's a drum and there's a you know there's a whole beautiful accompaniment that can make it even more strong and more deep and doesn't take away from the focus the hanuman yeah, the, the hanuman mantra been, was my yeah, yeah. i love mm -hmm. that we've mm. been playing them live too that it, it had a, it's interesting that album because um it really had a life of its own, like David said, and it grew in such an organic way that uh, it actually felt like it was showing us something. It, it had its own spirit. And I, ha I had the same experience with uh, The Essence when we recorded The Essence way back in, in 1990 or something. And, uh, 1999. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And an interesting thing, we recorded it in Australia and we had, or oh, I had anyway, three uh, separate snake encounters during the making of that album. And uh, I, always, I felt that was also very somewhere symbolic, you know, the, the, the uh, symbolism of that. Um, two, twice in, in the studio itself, uh, the snake w was called to be there while we were working <laughs> on it. You know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know, twice. And, uh, and then another snake uh, that Dave and I encountered, 
Um, so, so it was. It just felt like a, and we didn't really know what to call it. But then suddenly we we realized, wait a minute, this is not for any particular uh, situation. These mantras are for life itself, you know, because we often say to each other, well, well, to us anyway, what we're doing is is really truly it's like life and death to us you know it's like there's nothing there's nothing in between it, it's that essential for us and it's that important we see it with the people who who come it's not you know nobody's there to be entertained that's not what we're doing mm -hmm. and uh, so we we uh, we hold those we hold this in, in great gratitude that um, that we can serve this this in this way, you know, because we like we, we like I say we didn't know, but mantras for life is uh, I think is a, you know you know Kitsi if you get the chance, the way the best way to use that album is to is to chant the whole album with uh, a friend or two, just uh, put it on one evening. It's an amazing experience if you start and you start go all the way through with us. Uh, until the end it's a journey L like we used to listen to music in the 70s right mm -hmm. we would have the lps we would get together and, <laughs> you know yeah 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 that's how we used to do it we, we would give ourselves we would give attention to that music and it would uplift us and inspire us it doesn't happen so much anymore in that way with recorded music but if you if uh, if you uh, are interested you should check it out one evening Get a couple of friends round and uh, chant the whole whole album. It's an interesting uh, experience. And what's also really nice, uh, especially if you want to uh, let your voice go more free, is to to let the voice go more free. Yeah. <laughs> with a with a because it's such a very nurturing bed of harmony and of strength that we're providing with the recording. Yeah. And then you can right. just let your voice. Stay with the mantra and the words, but let the voice just dance around that, you know, not get too, don't have to always be so strict with the three notes or whatever, you know, it's like nice. so nice to just fly and, and use us as a support, you know. I just wondered, is, is there one that you resonate with more than another on the CD? Yeah, I love Hanuman, totally beautiful. Mm -hmm. Hanuman, and I love Nam uh, Myoho because it feels so different and so... Yes. I feel that very, very strong. I can feel that Buddhist flavor and, the, uh, you know, very, very mysterious and deep. Yes, yes, I got that from that one too. And it, it's sort of a, a different feel from the other, from the other uh, songs on the CD. Yeah, well, it's totally... Uh, unaccompanied. It's just a cappella. Yeah. It's just David chanting it three or four times, double tracking it, check, uh, and uh, so she and she breathes at different times. So you get this great feeling, and we just uh, uh, you just get this great deep feeling of Tibet somehow. And we just chanted it with the group here, and it, the same thing happened. It was really deep. It was beautiful. <laughs> Do you have a favorite, Niten? Um, 
I think my favorite is the last track, Ananda. <laughs> I really like that track, and it was we had a lot of trouble with it. I'd, I'd, I'd uh, Manoz brought me the original, the original uh, refrain, Ananda, 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 Satchidananda, and I, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd brought into the studio uh, a really good tabla player and uh, some. Some, uh, you know, hum I thought I would, I was trying to do it like, uh, like more like a traditional kirtan feel. And uh, I just, it just didn't, it just didn't fly, you know. And uh, so we, we decided uh, it should be reggae, you know. So we just uh, kind of took everything away and played it reggae. And, uh, and suddenly there we were, you know, it was, uh, it was in the pocket. So that's, that's my favorite. Don't fight with life. Life simply helps you. <laughs> yeah, but I sometimes I change the words to even if you fight with life, life simply helps you. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was singing that all day yesterday because we're getting ready to leave for vacation and there's just a lot to do, you know. And and I'm thinking, I think I'll just kind of be with that thought for a while. <laughs> you know? If you don't fight with life, life. I think there are many beautiful mantras. I love to play them live. Also, it's really it's really great to play them live. It's uh, it, it it yeah. It's just a journey, you know. Especially if, if you're playing with a few musicians, which we are, you can uh, it, it can be very free form, very open. At the same time, the the red thread that we're all holding on to is that energetic pulse, that the the mantra itself, you know. Right, right. It's um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Will you be doing any of these new new mantras? Do you think at Bhakti Fest this year? I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. We have a new band this year. We have two new musicians. Oh, great musicians with us. With us. 
And this will be almost the start of the tour, right? You're you're going to start a tour, well, it kicks off at Omega, yeah? And so it's a tour of uh, 22 countries, North and South America. Yeah, we're That's going down big to one. Peru and uh, Chile and Colombia and Brazil, Argentina. Uh, yeah. I think the 22 countries must be the whole year because we, we just did a whole Euro tour also with the same band. And, uh, ah. You know, there are lots of countries in Europe so close yeah. together. And uh, with the band, we do mainly just America and Canada and uh, Mexico City. And then the three of us, Monos and Mitten and I, we go to South America. Because it's been so long, it's, we, it's six years ago that we were there last. And we, we feel a lot of love for the people mm. there and, and receive a lot of love. And uh, I felt like it's really high time to say hello again so <laughs> you know um a, a couple of years ago at um at bhakti fest you did a a song called illumina and you mentioned ayahuasca which was a new concept for me is this where you first encountered ayahuasca was that in Central America or South America, where tell me a little bit about it because I don't know very much about it, and I don't think my listeners do either. Well, you know, to be quite honest with you, I don't know that much about it either. Uh, but um, the journeys that we've taken, and I tell you what I know, it, ayahuasca is uh, is made up of it's it's uh, I think comes from the Amazon, or it, it's anyway, it's an indigenous healing potion that is made up of a root, a certain root and a certain vine, and they're, they're mixed up and they're, they're treated in certain ways by the indigenous people and used for healing and also for talking to the trees and talking to, the, to nature itself mm. and communicating. So, um, so, and then it became, it's become, like everything else, the planet is shrinking, so everything becomes... Uh, Possible, and it's it's found its way to uh, to the shores of of uh, Europe and America and, and Australia and everywhere else, I guess. And um, uh, the first time uh, I I uh, experienced it was in Australia, in a in a rainforest in a absolutely incredibly beautiful retreat center in a temple in the forest. Oh, uh, I just imagine it. It was amazing. We were all dressed in white, and uh, a shaman was uh, chanting and singing, and we drink this potion, and um, which uh, tastes terrible. Which tastes intense, <laughs> yeah. Horrible. <laughs> um, and uh, and and uh, there are many ways to experience it. This particular time, we we were quite free, but the next time we did it, oh no, I think um, maybe it was the next time. I can't remember now, but. Um, there are dances that accompany the music. It's all music. It's all music, and it, it's it becomes so um, so um, magical. You know, it's a it's a very very uh, intense journey, and it's a very intense spiritual path. The reason I stopped uh, to do the ceremonies was because I realized that uh, I wasn't ever going to give myself totally to that path. And I could feel that the spirit required us to either, and for any spiritual path, if you if you half on and half off, 
you're not really gonna you're not really gonna get it and you you have to totally commit to something before you begin to uh, uh, transform and so I, I, I namasted and I thank the spirit and I carried on in my uh, you know Indian Baba Sanskrit world which is where I like to hang out and uh, uh, it, it feels uh, you know my, my connection with Osho is is the one and, and I, I, I realized that, uh, that I don't need to I don't need to to uh, to to look for another connection that that is that deep. It's not that it don't exist, but I don't need to look for one. I have that. So ayahuasca was it blessed me, and it gave us some beautiful songs. Yeah, and the Illumina we did learn in Brazil, mm -hmm. and it happened when we were offering a workshop in a center for people that they were working with ayahuasca for kids in trouble, kids from the street or from, you know, troubled backgrounds and also addicted to, to hard drugs. And the ayahuasca was helping them to get off the drugs and to find a deeper connection to life and to a, a yes to life. And it was very touching to be in amongst those people and the, the, the people from the center had already come through that challenge and, and had come out the other side. So, uh, so when we re learned the song from them, it felt like a transmission, you know, like a guru initiating you into a, into a mantra that you are, it's, it's a gift. Yeah, it was so yeah. magical. to take the mantras to unusual places like we play in prisons we take the mantras to prisons when we can and uh, again it's a very amazing experience to to be chanting these uh, these mantras and what and the connections that are made and, and uh, the 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 growth the, the the i don't know just the depth of experience that that comes from these kind of experiences you know yeah i've heard other um Kirtan Wallace say the same thing that have taken they've taken this practice to prisons and um, and and what a difference it can make it, for everyone who is there the performance performers as well as the as the inmates um, it's 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 remarkable and again coming back you know to the power of this music it uh, it's deceptive really it's deceptive um, it's sort of a stealth. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I don't, it, it's magical the way it works, but it's sort of under the radar, you know? It's under the radar. If the governments knew what we were up to, they'd be back. They'd be, 
It's yeah. San Kirtan across the board. <laughs> well, you know, it makes you free, and uh, they don't like that. You know, and there's, there's one place where no government, no religion can reach, and that's the place that you arrive at once you close your eyes. If you close your eyes and you're in your inner world and you're in a state of peace and joy, nobody, nobody can get that, no matter what happens, you know. And uh, so that's very subversive in a way because they don't really want us to be there. <laughs> it is, and I think that that's the, that is the paradigm that's trying to um, come into being in the world right now. I, I think that there are so many people who are longing longing for peace and for love and to come together as one world rather than being divided and you know what kitty let me just interrupt you know what the kitty you know what the you know what they're longing for they're longing for inner peace now we're all longing for inner peace we've uh, you know people have always longed for outer peace but we've come to a place now where there's such a movement, such an understanding uh, and of, of, of what it means to, to be at peace with oneself. That's the good news, I think. And you guys have a unique perspective because you travel the world and you can see this. Um, yeah, see it. Yeah. You go to Moscow, we play in Moscow. There's 4,000 people in a, in a rock arena, and every one of those people have come to see us. They've come to sing with us. They've come to sit in meditation with us, you know, and, and uh, it's all over the world. Yeah, there's a big, big wave of people now, like you say, we, you know, it's happening. Well, I can see it in podcast downloads. Mm -hmm. um, the countries that the podcast is downloaded in are always surprising to me, the ones that are trending. Um, and uh, it's hard to get that information through the traditional news media, but I get it from the letters and the emails, and I can see it in, in the statistics of, about how widespread the interest in this music is and in the interest in this movement. And... Um, you know, you have visual confirmation uh, going and, and uh, playing all over the world. It must be so inspiring. Yeah, I mean, this year was especially touching because we went to Kiev. And last year we had also been to Kiev for the first time. And, you know, last year was just, you know, beautiful welcome. And we went down the night before the concert. We went down to Maidan Square and had Indian food there, right there. And we're almost dancing along the street. You know, there's actually photos of us dancing down the street. And it was such a such a sunny, uplifting feeling there. And then this year, suddenly, this huge political cloud had moved over Ukraine. And, and just before we we went there, people were saying, are you really going to go to Ukraine? You're gonna really going to go? And we said, we yeah. We to check the embassy. You know, we, we, if, if there's any way, we'll go. For sure, we'll go. And... When we arrived there, apparently the people who had already bought tickets, they called the organizer and asked, did they really come? You know, did they really, are they really here? Are they really <laughs> going to play? Because also many people had canceled their concerts and so they, they, they didn't take that for granted. And in the morning of the concert, we went down to Maidan Square and just were basically in shock to see it transformed into a, a, it's a war zone. War zone with, with, with piles of rubble and piles of 
uh, tires and and the, the burnt out buildings. Yeah, and then all people camping there, cooking for each other. It was in a in a way, it felt also communal, but it felt in shock and in in yeah in in almost like a slow motion kind of very eerie, very strong. I, I was basically speechless. I, I I it was very. I'd never been in a place like this and. We and especially sang. because we had been there the year before, seeing it so different. Right. We and sang the, the guy. The, we sang yeah. the Gayatri mantra. That was being speechless. For the only thing we could do was to walk around chanting the Gayatri mantra everywhere. So it just felt like the best thing that we could give. Everything actually it was very intense. And then in the evening we did the concert, and uh, and still so many people came. And first we felt, yeah, they were all. You know, very raw and tender, and very. It was a gentle, gent a yeah. gentleness yeah. to the audience. That, like, you could feel that there was a, 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 a kind of a trauma, happening. You could sort of sense it as the mantra started to heal, the space. And, and uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It was just that that feeling of, mm. uh, of traumatic, uh, uh, sensitivity or something, and. Uh, also very much in the moment, you know, everybody yeah. is so in the moment when these intense situations happen. Yeah. yeah. And Miten invited the audience to sit on stage with us in the <laughs> second set. And they, they, all these people poured on stage. <gasps> it was so amazing to have them so close. And then they, they're like six kids, six girls Little lined girls. up around me like looking at me almost like in a half circle oh, for the rest so of the concert imitating my every move <laughs> and it was just so sweet and 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 we just celebrated you know and and just sang together and and it was just yeah. such a feeling of community and and yes we you know this is the this is what's real you know this is what sustains us from within right it was so precious and then really from Kiev, we, we also went for, to Tel Aviv, you know, we played in, in Israel after we hadn't been there also for six years, it was time to go there again. We felt a strong feeling that we should go. And we were very lucky because it was just before the troubles, before the troubles started. So, but we, we almost left and they started. So it seems like we, for us, it's now even closer to have just been there and, and be in touch with our friends who we made many friends. tell us, you know, we have to run to the shelters. Oh, Oops. no. Yes. That's, and that's that's the human. It's you read about these things on the news and the and the and the pictures bring you closer. But to actually be there and to have friends who are being who are being impacted by the, by what's going on. And um, I, I, I don't know, you know, the world, in many ways, it feels as though it's falling apart, but underneath it, there are so many things that are hopeful. And I think this longing for inner peace is is one, and, and the movement that is growing. Um, you know, the war is not the answer. We can only do what we do individually, I think. What we did was that we brought uh, some Israeli musicians and some Sufi Palestinian. Palestinian whirling dervishes together on the stage and uh, we sang together for peace the Gayatri Mantra while the dervishes whirled and the, yeah, the Jewish musicians played and we all sang for peace and that's all we could do you know and, and this was yeah. in a 
amphitheater under the stars with like 1500 people and just chanting and uh, and for peace you know om shanti om om shanti om shalom shalom and, and then we were also so honored to be part of an evening where actually palestinians from the west bank had been invited to share prayer and and culture and culture with uh, israeli musicians israelis People. And the main imam from the Al-Aqsa, which is the main mosque in Jerusalem, he came to, to sing and chant, which was extremely touching. And we all did zikr together, like all chanting, Allah, Allah. Very strong, touching, the Israelis touching Palestinians, you know, but never happens. Mm. Together in a circle praying, you know, and the women and men and all these different boundaries were crossed that night. But it was, and, and that created such a feeling of oneness. It was very precious to be part of that. Oh, I can, I, yeah. I can just imagine. Wow. Yeah, so. <laughs> Savitu vareniam Pargude vasya limai Piuiona prachodaya Umburbu vasva Tatsavitu vareniam Pargode vasya dimai prachodaya. I've heard it said that mantra is the highest social welfare work that you can do. <laughs> and you know, you you speaking about the Gayatri mantra, I I read that you both live your lives by the Gayatri mantra. What does it mean that you live your lives by the Gayatri Mantra? The, the Gayatri Mantra is a, is a prayer for all our actions to be inspired by the, by the light, you know? And in that way, that's, that's our, all our life is about. It's to, to uh, whatever we can do, everything that we do all day long is, is, a, is an action that I try to do with all my love, with all my attention and totality, as a meditation, you know, enjoying the dishwashing as much as the, you know, the playing together, singing together, you know, it's all it's all part of one big offering. Hmm. And 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 then to share that, that's that's for me, that's the essence of the Gayatri Mantra is the the light that shines on everything. It's a, it's a prayer for the sun. Savitur means sun. And the sun shines just the same on everything, you know. It doesn't make any differences. So in that way, the mantra shines on everything that we do in our lives. And, uh, and it doesn't leave anything out. There's no action or no part of the day that doesn't have that light. And, and in that way, we are. Namaste. That's the practice, you know. That's beautiful. I, uh, uh, my understanding of Tantra is very limited, but I was introduced to it through the Radiance Sutras a little bit. 
And Tantra, I learned, can be, you can access the divine through a beautiful piece of chocolate or a fine glass of wine. I mean, this beautiful gift that has been given to us. And each experience can be entered into with that sensibility as a doorway. And uh, I, I don't know if those two, is that how you look at it? It, it, it kind of blends with your, with your Tantra focus or, or are they different? No, nothing's different. Nothing's different. <laughs> it's, all, it's, really, it's really one big um, mysterious flow, really, Kitsy. Kitsy. <laughs> <laughs> So when are you guys playing at Bhakti Fest? Do you know what night you'll be you'll be on? On Friday. Oh, and tell me a little bit about the band that you'll have with you. We, we expanded our, our we, we were looking for ways to expand the uh, musicality, but at the same time, staying in support of, of, the, of the chanting. And um, recently, about a year or so, maybe, I can't remember, maybe two years ago now, we, we, I, re, I met, I had a reunion with a guy that I knew like 20 years ago when he was 18, he was 44. We were playing on Victoria Island, uh, Vancouver Island in, in Victoria, up in Canada. And uh, Joby Baker, his name is, and uh, Joby's a great, now he's 44 and he's got his uh, family and everything. And he's a well-known and very successful record producer and uh, just a phenomenal musician, he always was. He, he's old school, so he's got all these great, beautiful instruments, but he was 20 years in that studio. And I'm like, Joby, you have to get out of there. You know, you've got cobwebs all around you. <laughs> so, uh, so his wife very sweetly agreed to uh, let him go for a while. And she actually, Teresa, she ended up coming on the tour too. But I, I managed to persuade him to come to Europe and come on the road with us as bass player and uh, percussion player and as vocals. He can, he, he's just a, a, a very sweet, beautiful man with a very open heart and the, just about the best musician I've ever met. And uh, I've met a lot of good ones, but he, Joby is uh, phenomenal because he's so sensitive. So he, he could support, uh, I knew he would be able to support the people who came, but at the same time inspire them. So, uh, and at the same time, I, I ran, a, ran, a, uh, ran into another old friend that I'd made an album with to, uh, called Blown Away. I think it was in, 90, in the 90s sometime. And he was playing with Joan Armatradin. And uh, she, uh, she was off the road. So uh, I asked him if he would like to come out with us. And uh, 
so he did and he's we've all fallen in love with each other so uh, we're, we're all coming over to the US so we're a five-piece band now and it rocks and it grooves and it and it opens the heart it's a very beautiful ensemble I'm I'm, I'm very very happy and uh, happy with the with what's happened with the music of course Minos and Deva uh, are flying because they've got this great support for their solo work you know their solo music the, the way they you know they they Deva has a space to chant the mantra that is um, rich and dark and beautiful and at the same time absolutely uh, unobtrusive so it's it's a very beautiful landscape for her and then Manoj of course can fly in there too so it's it's really a very good band and and, and the keyboard player is called Spencer Cousins he used to play with John Martin uh, he's a Scottish uh, a British uh, singer-songwriter Spencer was uh, honored to play with him for a few years in his band and uh, so he's he knows he's a very sensitive guy and he's a he's he's another genius with the with the keyboards and what he can create you know so yeah so yeah it's really really nice nice ensemble yeah I, that, how wonderful i'm looking forward to it i've had yeah. some really transcendental experiences chanting with you guys at bhakti fest in joshua tree yeah. i have to man narashima one year Oh yeah, it was beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was... And when the men and the women uh, join, you know, like do the different harmonies, I find that oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was another one.
But you know, sometimes we get、uh, wonder whether it's politically correct. But I like, I like,、mm-hmm. I like the sound. It's like different sounds. It's not so much male, female. It's just that there's certain sound、mm-hmm. or masculine energy, and I want to hear that masculine energy, and I want to hear the feminine energy, and then I want to bring them together. You know, that's part of our dance as、uh, as Kirtan Wallers, as as、uh, as tantric. Uh, people, you know, that we can bring this these two energies together in a in a celebrative and meditative way, you know. Just so delightful to talk to you today. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Kitsi. It's been beautiful. You have an amazing voice, too. <laughs> thank you. It's so nice, such a delight to hear your voice. <laughs> thank you. Uh, that mm. coming, thank you. Uh, mm. I will take that into my day, and you have made it already, and it is only 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, Dan, thank you so much, Kitsi. Have a wonderful rest of the of the evening. Thank, thank you. you. Have thank a beautiful you. day. You too. You too. Love you guys. We'll see you Love soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Inside of me